Well, Katie, it is the summer holidays uh, at the moment between summer term and autumn term 2022. Uh, and we've actually got to a bit of a milestone with the podcast. You know what it is? I don't. Tell me. Well, I've worked out that this is going to be the last meet the team section for the time being because we have gone through the entire we have. Uh, WEMEC team in terms yep. of angels and choir leaders. Yep. So uh, stay tuned for future Meet the Teams guys, because I'm sure we will have some new people joining sometime soon and maybe it'll be you. Who knows? Yes. So we've kind of saved the best for last, I guess. We have the wonderful Maxine and Lynn joining us. Uh, So basically heads of production and social angeling and one of our top choir leaders as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, They chat to us about a few of their... um, favorite musicals and uh, also just a little bit more about what they do when they're not choiring um so that's great and then we have someone I kind of envisage we get onto the pod at some point relatively early doors when we started doing this back at the start of the year and that is Jack Gregson um because he has his own podcast and he's really funny and insightful and he's been doing some really cool stuff where he has been in The Producers which is one of his favorite musicals um so I think you'll enjoy that one definitely and then that basically it basically drew us on to the Wemmick Loves question of this month which is what would be your dream role in a musical and we've had some lovely responses for that so I think without further ado Let's kick off the episode proper. And if you keep listening, I promise to you, you're going to hear me try and be a bad cop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, apparently I'm the bad cop in this in this world. Uh, and we've, and we've, we've swapped roles this, for this one, apparently. Yes. You, 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 can, you can let us know how effective that's been. <laughs> Let's not go. very, guys, not very. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Maxine and Lynn. It is so good to have you guys joining us. And this is our last Meet the Team segment, which is crazy. We've gone through the whole team. Oh, wow. Well, for now. For now. For now. For now. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for the invite. Yeah. I think we should just get started right away. And the first question is, who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do when you're not choiring? Okay. Well, I'm Lynn. I was born in Liverpool. I now live in Southeast London. And when I'm not choiring, I provide dance and drama sessions for nurseries and schools. And in my own time, away from work, of course, I love to go and see musical theatre, top of the list. Uh, I like plays as well. And in the summertime, when I have a bit more time, I like to go and visit galleries and museums. Well, when I am not choiring, I am a researcher at ITV Daytime. Um, Like Lynn, I also love going to the theatre. And clearly karaoke is now the thing. So I think that takes up most of my time. (laughs) It's a gruelling schedule with the karaoke, isn't it? (laughs) Some of our uh, TikTok fans are quite insistent we get straight back into the room. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow. I mean, I'm 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 quite delighted that's the reaction and I, I, I you know if I can basically swing it I'll do it 
So you and me, Maxine, <laughs> and Lynn, and KTG yeah. when you're back in London. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love, absolutely love the TikToks. They've gone down so well with everybody as well. And they're so fun to do. Mm. Yes. Yeah. We're loving the We're loving the TikTok. Um, guys, if you're listening and you haven't seen the Moana one yet, go and watch it because we're already well over a million, which is just bloody brilliant. So let's keep it going. And that's all down to the lovely Maxine. Yay. <laughs> I probably should have added TikTok into the, what do I do when I'm not quiring? Is that yes. <laughs> constant research, constant mm-hmm. research about upcoming trends. Awesome. Right. I, I should get us onto our second question. Um, when did you first join Wemek and how long have you been part of the team? I joined January 2018. So that's about five years now. Um, and I was part of the original Hampstead choir, which then turned into West Hampstead, which we hope will come back soon. So, yeah, it's been quite a long time. Yeah, for me, I think I started in the spring of 2016. I became an angel 2017 and I think choir leader in 2018. So it's been an interesting journey. Lynn, frankly, doing uh, sort of how long I've been in Wemek wheelies now, because I thought Maxine was here for a <laughs> while, but now Lynn's basically like pretty much part of the founding founding group. So, yeah, we've we have saved the best for last. We've also, you know, saved the most veteran as well. Thank you. I'm not sure about the best for last. I can only speak on Maxine's behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Katie Lou was actually made an angel at the same time as me. So we were made angels together. So that was really really nice that we're still part of the team together. Absolutely. What has been your favourite performance or experience with Wemek to date? And you can have more than one. You can probably yeah, get I mean, away so with many. more than one. I mean, top of the <laughs> list, and I know this has been mentioned by other team members, has to be the Globe at New Year's Eve. And when we were performing on the BBC to millions of people in one of my favourite theatres in the world, which is the Globe, just really was like the icing on the cake for me. But I think the other thing that immediately jumped to mind was the year of 2018, because we not only performed at West End Live, which we hope at some point to go back to. Um, but we also launched uh, the beginning of the International Beatles Week in Liverpool. So performing in London when the choir was still fairly new was amazing. And then going to my hometown to perform was extra amazing, I have to say. Yeah, that's really special. Um, and not that I was there for it, but one of my, I think actually one of my favorite songs that, we've, that we have in the repertoire is um, And I Love Her which you guys did at the at the Beatles um festival so yeah it's just such a stunning song good choices Lynn I wasn't there for um the original run of that but it was a very important song when we were coming out of lockdown and doing outdoor rehearsals and I remember um doing that with you Lynn at Marylebone and I think at Fulham as well but in 2021 oh my gosh yeah, it was such a beautiful song and I think testament to how well the choir were doing, singing outside, uh, which was always a little bit challenging and socially distanced. And with Marylebone, especially just the um, interesting bin lorry um, situation, <laughs> uh, which decided it was a great time to pick up uh, the, the rubbish from the local school and also go into reverse and all the squeaking. But we did really well getting over that. So We yeah. did. And it was hay fever season. So it we was. So well. <laughs> yeah, it was tri- trialing times, but it was better uh, being there in person, wasn't it? I was going to say, Lynn, where yes. did you perform in Liverpool for the Beatles? Did you go to the Cavern Club? 
Well, we started at the Adelphi Hotel and um, we actually blocked the staircases. It was a health and safety issue. We were meant to be singing as people walked by and they all stopped. So they had to, they, we were supposed to do two sets and they had to clear us out because <laughs> we couldn't continue. But we were able to go and visit all the different rooms where they had all the, the Beatles tribute bands, which was amazing. Uh, the next day we're at the Cavern Club which was just unbelievable. I mean, it's very tiny and very hot, but it was great to do. Um, and then I think the, the Royal Philharmonic was the final sing-through and it had a massive audience. And the one thing that stands out for me was when somebody said, it's a choir and the singing Beatles. I, it, honestly, as we were walking on in a really loud voice, only in Liverpool. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Lynn, I just, now I know what you would have sounded like um, growing up that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> we've got a video of that performance don't we somewhere mm. we do we have to put we it do. out and when the boys yeah. rocked it as well that they just we had to do a little bit of our own choreography and <laughs> the tennis and the barrys rocked it honestly it was of course so they did yes fantastic <laughs> how about you maxine lynn took the words right out of my mouth because i was honestly going to say the exact same thing like i know New Year's Eve is up there for a lot of people but the Liverpool trip really was special um it was my first performance trip I was still quite new to the choir and um, I didn't have many friends in choir at that time and I actually I think made my first choir friends on that trip so that was really nice and also um as someone who never got to travel domestically much it was really really nice to see Liverpool um and yeah, just stories from that trip. Um, Lynn mentioned at the Philharmonic, you kind of got this um, idea that the audience were like, oh, it's a choir, you know, compared to all the tributes or rock bands. I'm like, oh, this is strange, it's a choir. And then all of a sudden, second chorus, just this choreography breaks out. The, the boys are doing some sort of Saturday night fever moves. It was just hilarious. And you could hear just the laughter just erupting from the audience because it was just so unexpected yeah I think good just to clarify for myself more than anyone else that wasn't to and I love her right no no okay. it was um it was, <laughs> was another... can you imagine there was another song in the set I think yeah yeah it was nowhere man which is actually I think my favorite from the Liverpool performance sets I really like that song. I felt like the song followed us everywhere we went as well. Just walking through Liverpool, <laughs> there were street performers just singing all different renditions of Nowhere Man. What is the biggest thing you've got out of being part of Wemmick? The thing you cherish the most or has made the biggest difference in your life? For me, I think, I mean, this. there's no doubt about this. It's the first thing that jumped into my head and that's the people. Everybody from Charlie... Uh, Tim and Leslie, the Angels, the choir leaders, the pub ambassadors and the members, just a fantastic group of people. And I know many people like myself join the choir not knowing anyone. And we've made such firm friends there. And every every week when you go in, the joy of people walking through the door with smiles on their faces, it just it, it brings you up immediately. And you can see the journey as well when people start at the beginning of the term to where we get to at the very end. And for, some people have said, I didn't think I could do this. I didn't think I could perform. Um, just even standing up in front of people was a, was a major thing to do. And when you see them do that, you think, 
what you're doing is a good thing and helpful for people, for their confidence, uh, to gain skills, but also the camaraderie, you know, the, the social aspect of the choir is massive. And I love that people arrange to go out nights out to different places and they don't need to do that through our, our Facebook or our social groups. They just, they contact one another and say, is anybody out there? Do you want to come out with me this evening? They have their own little groups as well, which is wonderful. So it has to be the people for me, I think. I think on that note, Lynn, um, this is an episode that's coming out in the summer break, but um, I feel that the end of summer term at King's Cross was a very special moment that sort of captivated what you said there because King's Cross uh, started properly again in January and it was a whole new venue, whole new choir, lots of people getting back into more regular uh, sort of activities, seeing each other in person and coming and tasting the choir. And I think the transition from the first few um, weeks of rehearsal there in the spring term through to the end of the summer term finale where we ran through the all the songs and uh, did it in performance um, performance layout was just amazing. Everyone was so happy and excited and energized by what happened and the sort of transition through that time. So yeah, if you haven't seen the videos from that, I think ask any of the King's Cross members, like we shared them and it was very special. So yeah, I definitely agree with the uh, the impact it seemingly has on everyone in the team and then more importantly the members as well and you're right I think we all felt really proud that very last rehearsal of how far everybody had come I'm also really jealous Lynn because as choir leader you get to see that but also in your in your day job you get to do that with children which is just I mean I grew up very lucky I mean I'm older than the kids that you're teaching now but like being able to do choir and drama and art and stuff at school and it's just so so important and yeah I mean if I had any if I had enough aptitude in any of those areas I would love to teach kids and do that because it's just I can't I'm imagine sure you could. oh I'm not I'm, anyway um <laughs> but it, it would be just yeah it's just seeing little kids figure that out and figure out who they are and gain the confidence like ugh. I'm very jealous. How about you, Maxine? Exactly what Lynn said as well, the people. I've, I have multiple answers to this question. Um, I think one of the most obvious ones is my career change. I made a huge career change um, during COVID, the height of the pandemic. 2020 was when I decided to leave my job of five years and start a whole new career in television based off choir like the production work and um, bringing choir online trying to think of creative ideas to make it fun for people on this platform and and yeah so that was a huge risk it was scary but so so rewarding and it just would never have happened if it wasn't for choir and you know I had so much support from friends and the team and so much advice from Charlie C who was an angel and and she was she was basically my mentor throughout the, the whole process. Um, so that loops into the people aspect, as Lynn said, just a huge support system, everyone just coming together of all different backgrounds um, and just being there for each other. So one, one huge thing for me was when my, when my dad passed away last year, I had such 
huge support from the choir. You know, I had members of the team sing at his funeral and other members of the, the team and just friends in choir, not even members of the team, but um, just choir friends attend the funeral as well and the wake, which was really, really lovely um, and just so needed at the time. And, you know, they were able to be there for me throughout. A few days later, I had to go to Disney <laughs> And I honestly don't know how any of it would have been possible if it wasn't for just the friendships and relationships that I've built in choir. And um, yeah, just to sort of bolster what Lynn said, it's so rewarding to witness members come through our doors and um, being quite hesitant or not so confident, seeing the potential in those people, supporting them, encouraging them, and then just looking at where they are now, it's just watching everyone's journey. It's so rewarding because there are so many stories of, you know, so many people we could talk about um, who've just come so far. And it's just an absolute joy to, to witness. Away from such lovely thoughts to the toughest question of the lot. And I'm going to leave that to Katie to ask because I'm a good <laughs> cop. So You're the, oh my God. Okay. Uh, I'm the bad cop. That means you have to be extremely saccharine, sir, um, because I'm not a very good uh, bad cop. I'll do what I can I'll do what I can I think obviously there's an uh, you know we talk about miscast people you know in shows so it's quite clearly I'm the bad cop so anyway <laughs> indulge me for this okay 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 ahead. I'm the bad cop Ask the question. <clears throat> I'm bad Katie okay I've put the hat on if you could only watch one musical for the rest of time which one would you choose such a bad cop I love it I, uh, okay Lynn could probably give me some pointers on acting there, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> Stand by, okay. caller. Lynn's just just uh, just yeah. Uh, Lynn, just away. just chuckle, please. The, the I'll, laugh I'll is go the first. Best. I'll go first. Maxine, we'll Lynn, go first. Yeah, Lynn Perfect. can re recover. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I have given this some thought, and I think the answer has to be "Come from Away" because. I mean, clearly it is. I've seen it 11 times. And oh my goodness. I still... What? Yes. Yes. That's and amazing. I, still, I would still see it again. Yeah. Weekly. How did I not know that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I need yeah. to go again. So if you want to make it around 12, then uh, I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen um, a few shows maybe three times and then I've come away thinking, you know, as much as I enjoyed it, I could, that could, I could give that a break for about a year but I that hasn't come to me with come from away yet so yeah clearly I'm an islander so <laughs> <laughs> indeed really hard question Katie thank mm -hmm. you you're welcome <laughs> she wrote it she wrote it my own fault <laughs> it's my doing <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know though with both uh, you and Ollie what's yours before I answer well, um, I, I I remember agonizing over this one. Um, I went with Casey. Singing. Sorry to interject, but uh -huh. if you're meant to be the bad cop, you have to go. No, you can't push the question back <laughs> to us to stall the time. Okay, that's my job. But if we're going to be wrong reverse, then but no, we'll we'll, we'll indulge Lynn. Um, you're going to answer anyway. I'll, I'll stop. Yes. Um, well, Lynn, bad cop hat on. If you had listened to the first episode, you would know the answer. But to refresh your memory. Oh, my God, Savage. I did actually. I did listen to it, but I just wanted to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, I said singing in the rain and sound of music. But I mean, 
oh I just I mean yes they are they're amazing but they're like there are other things too it's just so hard to just say one I'm sorry guys I spent an inordinate amount of time editing the first episode that we did and (laughs) I therefore listened to that segment quite a bit and I can't remember what I said you said um, so and you said Avenue Q, Avenue Q and yeah. I think there might have been another one, but I can't remember. It's definitely Avenue Q and Les Mis in there. So I think yeah. those are the answers. But I would probably add come from away since then because I, I saw it after uh, the start of uh, the sort of doing these this season of podcasts. So yeah, come from away was truly one of the most uplifting um, performances I've ever seen, and just truly impressive how such a small cast with such a bare set and a live band can just transport you somewhere remarkable and take you on quite the uh, quite the roller coaster of emotions as well from all you know, of the fields yeah so <laughs> I would definitely now throw that in as well and it's also the come from a wave medley is probably one of my favorite choir arrangements and uh, it always goes down well even with people who haven't necessarily seen the show just everyone you know at Hampton Court at the running races um other ones we've done with it it's everyone just absolutely loves it so it's got a really great tenor line in it (laughs) well that's beside (laughs) the point um but (laughs) it is true um but yeah so there you go Lynn we've we've stalled enough for you what's your (laughs) I'd I'd throw in rent probably um now if we're if we're throwing in more I'd probably say rent as well and and wicked Mm. waitress oh god i can't stop it stop it okay, right. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take over bad cop again stop it katie <laughs> lynn tell us your answer no more yes, story okay you. so they're all fantastic choices aren't they so yes. i realize that i i get bored easily so listening to one musical all of the time would be hard work for me Visually, there are some that I would choose, but if I had to listen to something, I think this week alone, because it will change next week, this week is Jesus Christ Superstar. Nice. Good choice. Thank you. Luckily, the exact wording of the question, if you could only watch one musical, that oh. might help you. That uh, might help I you. Was kind. Well, do you know go? what? I ha- well, I could watch I'm being that, kind. But, but I think it would have to be something uplifting then. Um I'm, I think I'm with Katie. I think I go for Singing in the Rain. That's one of my all-time favourites. So, yes, I'm with you on that yeah. one, Katie. It's ingrained That's in, like, my one. entire body. Gene Kelly. Oh, my God. Oh, Gene Kelly. Yes. Just phenomenal. Yes. It wasn't right. so bad, was it? There we <laughs> no, go. not quite as painful as I expected. <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. Good, good. I'm glad. Remember, Katie did write that question, but never <laughs> mind. It was my fault. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, that was great. What is your musical theatre dream role? And uh, we're going to talk about that later in the episode, but we would love to hear what the ans- what your answers are to that as well, guys. Okay, so if you'd asked me this years ago, I would have said Laurie from Oklahoma because oh, nice. my dad played that song nonstop, Oklahoma, all the time. And then I began to listen to all the other songs in the musical and fell in love with it completely. I used to sing it at the top of my voice, going from the primary to the junior school, thinking nobody could hear me. Um, and then I discovered that they could. So I stopped seeing it publicly. <laughs> but that was the that was the dream role for me initially. But it has changed over the years. And if it was suitability of casting, I wouldn't be able to do 
half of what I would love to do. Um, but to whittle it right down, I think if I had a belt voice, I would probably choose Rose from Gypsy. Nice. And I do not. Good <laughs> I couldn't do that. I like the meteor roles, the ones mm. with a bit of character to them. So top of the list, one of the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Ooh. <laughs> and that is which a, one? A, any. Any any sister will do. Any. <clears throat> they're all fun. Yeah. Are you excited for the sequel this Halloween? <gasps> Definitely. <laughs> and Halloween is coming. It is. Scarily quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Scarily quickly. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. That was oh, great. That was great. Oh, the puns. <laughs> How about you, Maxine? So for me, I have one answer, I think. And it's got to be Dolores Van Cartier. Um, please. <laughs> and I try to think, actually, I think I'd be happy just being any of the nuns. I just, I want to be in their little group. And I want to sing every single one of those songs. But it's just so fun. Yeah, I mean, why not Dolores? If it had to be one of them. Dolores. Love it. She's just a diva. The songs are great. Have you got tickets to go and see it yet in the West End? <gasps> no, but I will make it happen. That's a great role. I can see you doing that totally. I can't, but I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see Maxine in a nun's habit. I don't yes. know why. <laughs> Maybe stop that could be a stop giggling <laughs> jesus <laughs> i'm being supportive and suggesting she can go for her dream role thank you so much ladies it's been really great chatting to you um and thank you for being our last for now meet the team volunteers not tributes which is what thank i wanted you so to say much. Like, thank you tributes. thanks for having us Hi, Jack. So exciting to have you on the pod today. Um, I haven't met you properly yet, so hello. Hi. <laughs> it's awesome that you're here talking to us. Um, I know of you, though, not to sound creepy, because of Sally, um, oh. who was angeling at the same time as me when I first started. So uh, tell us about how you found Sally and choir and everything. I found choir. Let's start with from the beginning. Let's start, yeah. I, I found... <laughs> I found choir back in uh, the uh, the year 2018. I was served a Facebook ad about it. And I was like, oh, well, I like musicals. I like singing. This sounds right up my street. And it was um, because it was right around the corner from where I was working. And then a few months later, I was singing with you guys at uh, Disneyland Paris, which was very exciting for me. And then uh, I met my wonderful friend Sally Lau was looking for a place to live and as was I and uh, we became we became friend buddy in fact we mostly became friends because we were in New York at the same time as well so we hung out and went to see some Broadway shows together and then uh, and then we were like let's live together and then we were like let's not anymore (laughs) times have changed (laughs) yeah and life moves on no so yeah I always have um the WAMC to to thank for my uh for my my wonderful I've got so many wonderful friendships from choir and so many wonderful memories as well. That's and awesome. It's, to it's lovely to be back chatting with you guys. Well, we're just so happy that you had time to do this because uh, what we actually brought you on to talk to us about today is your recent stint in the producers, which is just awesome. So proud of you. Wish I could have been there to watch because I totally would have come along. I was 
intending to come and see you, but I was in Ireland for that week, uh, which I didn't do vindictively, but um, I was seeing, I was enjoying your updates and going, I really do love the producers and I would have loved to have seen Jack in it. So I'm glad that we're doing it. We can do sort of like a, a pressy of it here and uh, enjoy um, enjoy what you went through as a, as a process and everything. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun, um, a fun conversation, but I think, Although I know the show, uh, some people may not. Well, Confession. Exactly. <laughs> I think we do sort of a, a, a knowing the show tennis between us, Katie. Like sometimes I will know the show, sometimes you will know it, and uh, we'll, we'll just feign, um, feign ignorance otherwise. But Jack, give me a quick summary of what The Producers is about. The Producers is about a, uh, a Broadway producer named Max Bialystok, who uh, once was the king of Broadway and uh, now is uh, full on hard times, uh, wooing old ladies to uh, raise um, money for uh, shows that are unsuccessful. And it is one day that an accountant comes to visit him to do his books for his latest show, and realizes that um, a producer could make more money with a flop than they could with a hit uh, by uh, figuring out that if essentially the IRS isn't interested in looking in a show that's a hit, I mean, in a show that's a flop, so you could raise as much money as you want and you wouldn't have to pay it back because it's a flop. So off they go to find what is a guaranteed flop of a show. Uh, in doing so, they find uh, the musical Springtime for Hitler, a gay romp with Adolf and Eva through Berksengarten. <laughs> they yeah, hire the just... worst uh, director in town. They hire the worst cast in town, and uh, put on the put on the biggest flop you could hope for. Of course, um, things aren't as always easy as they seem. Based on the 1966 Mel Brooks uh, movie The Producers, and made into the 2005 movie musical The Producers, it's a joyous romp for all the family. I knew you'd have all the trivia. I felt very confident about that. So, I mean, coincidentally, yeah. I am just sitting with them next to me as well. I think it's uh, it's such a funny... Uh, I've seen the, both films and uh, love it so much. So I'm gutted I didn't see you in it. But how did you get involved with it? Um, which company were you performing with? So this was through the company City Academy, which uh, is sort of an... Uh, adult education service that focuses a lot in the arts and offers lots of different musical theatre courses. I had recently done my musical theatre beginners course, improvers course, and an acting through song course with them. And I knew they had two shows on this year. They had um, The Producers and Evita. And I thought, well, I want to do one show, and I'm going to tell you now, it's not going to be a Vita. <laughs> not that I have anything against a Vita, even though I'm not the biggest uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber fan, but I just like who is the producers days, fell really? into my my wheelhouse more um, so. They're a really um, nice group, and we they get they get just like by Mike, they get real professionals in to come teach us our. Our musical director Ben Levy was fantastic. Our director Victoria Gimbley was incredible as well. Like, and she's off doing. Um, she's associate director now on um, Sister Act in the West End. So, amazing. You know, we get we get a nice little pedigree of people, and then we get this amazing cast of just randomers who just love it. <laughs> I guess in a way that sort of leads me to my little sub question to sort of how did you get involved with this production? What drove you to 
choose between Evita and uh, and the producers? Why why did you want to sort of go and do a show, as it were? What's led you to that? Flashback to 2005, young Jack Gregson Perfect. sitting in the Drury Lane Theatre, 15, no, 14 years old, sitting there watching um, uh, the producers for the first time and realising um, after, I think it was a cocktail of the South Park movie, uh, the Chicago movie, and now seeing the producers live, I was like, oh, I love musicals. That's what I love. And especially I love musical comedy. And that was like a real turning point for me. I was the kid at school who had a CD player, uh, like a little Walkman, and just listening to the producer's soundtrack, the Avenue Q soundtrack, the Wicked soundtrack, the Dirty Run Scoundrels soundtrack. And the chance to be in uh, a show that I grew up adoring and make it that made up a huge part of my dna and personality my dream i mean i i'd always um campaign for webex to do songs from the producers but i i don't think uh, yeah. i don't think it ever quite got there um, i mean i'm glad that we should have a shared back catalog of uh musical <laughs> films and comedies i think avenue q obviously the south park uh film is a fantastic musical oh it's um, a joyous it's, musical it, it really yeah. is and i think no. Yes, it is. No, yes, no, it, it is fine. It, it, I will really never is. forget them ever. <laughs> One of the Canada's Canada. Blame Canada's. Oh, what a song! No, what an Academy Award nominated song. No, <laughs> it's fine. We won't. We won't break uh, the song immediately. But I'm a I think little it's... traumatized by that song. But that's okay. Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that you uh, were sort of listening to it on your Walkman and everything, and we. A, a general theme of this podcast is talking about older um, music and uh, data formats as well. So Walkman with a Discman, a Discman with headphones is great. But I think it's it, it's great to hear that you obviously saw it back then and you've now sort of like got to a place where you've thrown yourself onto the boards, as it were. Uh, what yeah, sort of prompted I mean, it most recently? Was it like stuck in the pandemic or? I do think that's a little bit of it. Like, I obviously I love performing with Wemmick and it was so, it's such great fun. Um, but I'm uh, I'm an attention hog and wanted solos and wanted um, Perfect. <laughs> um, so I I had to leave and find my own way to get to uh, things like that. I just before the pandemic I had started doing stand up comedy, and that was also that was me coming up to uh, my thirtieth birthday and realizing like I'm going to be thirty. It's time to do the stuff that I love. Um, too too long I've been not loving my life. Um, that's not true. Uh, but but you do uh, yeah. get to a point where you've got that sort of sort of self confidence or self awareness that you think actually yeah. like screw it. I'm going to do what I like. And exactly. if I'm going to be picked on at school for listening to the Avenue Q uh, soundtrack or whatever, I'm not going to care when I'm 28, 29, 30 or whatever. So. And I was like, I, I don't know why, but somehow I'd gotten into my head that maybe I wasn't very good at like uh, performing or singing or mm. dance. Well, I know I'm not good at dancing. I knew that I wanted to give it a shot. So taking on that beginner's course at City Academy was like a big step for me and just Every week, I was so much in love with what I was doing. Yeah, the chance to do this one, I couldn't, I couldn't mess up that opportunity. You know, who did you play in the show? I was actually, I was in the ensemble, but there weren't many men involved in the production, and this is quite a male-heavy show. Um, I believe 
I ended up auditioning for six of the main male characters. And I think there were seven men in the show in total. The six main males and me. But well which done. meant that I essentially got to play all the auxiliary male parts, um, which was great because I got to come on and play uh, Mr. Marks, who is Leo Bloom's uh, boss at the accountancy. And I just got to be very big and very silly and very over the top and shout and scream at Ricky, our guy who was playing uh, Leo, which was, again, just great fun. Uh, ultimate sort of comedy comedic type of role and my my favorite thing to do every night was uh, to come on as the character jason green one of the uh, auditionees to play um adolf hitler in springtime for hitler and sing a poor version of the song haben sie gehört das deutsche band uh, and then get scared off stage by uh, franz liebkind who sings the song properly but we had a fun little fun little anecdote. Now, me and our musical director, Ben, had a sort of ongoing competition. Uh, every night he would play uh, my version of Harbin Seeker Hurt uh, a little slower than um, he'd played it the night before, uh, to the point where I would just make it more excruciating and hopefully more funny. I thought it was hysterical every time. <laughs> um, it's very hard not to crack up during this show. Definitely. Um, really and cool of course, I got to play all, in all the dance numbers, and I got to play an old woman as well. What a joy. Amazing! Amazing. <laughs> um, so, what was it like um, when you were rehearsing? I mean, what was kind of a typical day like? But also, what was it like having to play all these different characters and stuff? Well, so it's interesting. So we had three rehearsals a week. It was usually split into like a acting rehearsal, musical rehearsal, or dancing rehearsal. I actually didn't get to go to many of the acting rehearsals early on because they were mainly for the main cast. So it wasn't until uh, being brought into those parts later on in the production where I got assigned them and I got to sort of quickly develop them. And Vicky is such a wonderful director. She very much allows you to figure out what you want to do and find the best way to approach it. And, and I'm glad she trusted me to do so. Each week, turning up to a dance rehearsal, knowing I'm playing a different part, figuring out that different part, trying to learn how to dance as an old woman with a Zimmer frame in tow. Personally, that feels exactly my speed, so that's good. (laughs) But you know what? I saw someone during rehearsal, someone took a video of us doing that, and I was like so focused on getting the steps right i definitely didn't look like i was enjoying it so my main thing after seeing that video was like big smile on face um which is something i should have learned from Weber. we always have to remember yeah. to smile to be <laughs> excited to be there as much as you're trying to keep in step really fun rehearsal process a few of us like we in the show some of the cast became dance captains and song captains and uh, we, uh, they would set up extra rehearsals for us if we needed it, which was great because sometimes when you're talking to people who are more established, you don't feel so comfortable approaching them like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just not getting this or I'm not getting that. But you go to the captains and they're in the cast with you. They're right there with you and they're allowing you to uh, ask those questions and, and make yourself heard. And yeah, it was a very comfortable rehearsal process. Yeah, and like creating that safe space, right? Um, mm. because if you don't have that, then that, I mean, nothing, nothing's going to go right. So it's really good to hear that they did that to help the cast along, especially because you're a wide range of 
people with very levels of experience, et cetera, and um, yeah. self-admitted not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I would also be asking all the questions. I'd just be at the back with my hand raised like all the time. <laughs> um, so what is the biggest learning you've taken away from being part of the producers? I think it is that uh, not being afraid to ask questions because at the end of the day, you could stay quiet and not know, but you wouldn't give as good a performance. Uh, we're all there to give the best performance we can give. And that takes asking questions and it takes, you know, standing up and saying like, oh, how does this work? And how does that work? Especially if you've never done it before. As well as, like I said, learning to uh, smile and be comfortable with what you're doing. And I think for me, trusting yourself, trusting in your instincts, trusting in uh your your abilities is a real strong bit like for the harp and seeker hurt scene i was just told to make it bad but don't make it um like purposely bad you've got to go in and believe that you're good but it's you're a bad singer anyway so it was very much going in there and just trusting that i could do that and uh, recalling Perhaps other auditions I might have done in the past, but um, but yeah, that's I think that's it. There's those little things. It's very much yeah. Believe, smile, and ask questions. That's yeah. Good advice for life. Exactly. Good life lessons. <laughs> yeah. Trust yourself. Trust your instincts. Smile. <laughs> we all need to smile more. Um, I love it. I I am fascinated by. Um, singers and actors who play a character who can't sing or act and how <laughs> they manage to do that. Um, I forget the name of the movie, but it's with Meryl Streep and she's- uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. That one, yes. Uh, and oh my God, she's just brilliant the whole way through because she's such a fabulous singer, but she's awful. <laughs> and I don't know how she did it. Like it must take, it, I mean, it must be harder to do that than to sing normally. Um, I mean, yeah. it's interesting you say that because singing is a lot about modulating your voice and being able to have control and range. And you know how to sing well. I think once you know how to sing well, you can kind of sing badly as well. <laughs> um, just because someone can sing wonderfully does not mean that they're going to be suited for every style of singing as well. Also true. And, uh, yeah. Um, and as long as, yeah, you try and you work on it. And um, I believe, uh, I, I believe if you, if, if, if uh, dear listeners do visit my Instagram, you can see footage of me singing um, Harp and Seeker Heart in a, Amazing. in the worst possible way. What, <laughs> um, uh, what is your Instagram handle? That's right. Um, it's the increasingly confusing at JFG in digital 3D um i thought it was funny when i was 21 i don't think it's funny now but here we are yeah that's what happens when we're young and create things that <laughs> well, stick with we'll, us for life don't worry we'll, <laughs> we'll put this out in the uh, the social post so you can just copy it rather than yes, having yeah, to yeah. work yes. that out um talking about the sort of poor and sort of like singing badly and uh, as, as a good singer i think pierce brosnan really nailed that in my ear from what i was from what i've been told so well, I, but um, was he was he a good is he a good singer or is he just a bad singer i think the mystique that he leaves now that we've had this conversation is, is an intriguing thing and i look forward to revisiting the film and having that thought 
I love his. I love his performance in that movie. I think, like, again, it's someone just going completely gung ho on what he wants to do. So when you near me, darling, can't you hear me? So what? What a joy! It's like he's in the room. Uh, it's it's so excruciating and so brilliant, and I love in the sequel where they, again they get him to sing, but just like a few bars, just a few bars, not a whole song this time. He's done his time. He's done his time. It's 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 all good. So yeah, he's been no. James Bond. He can sing anywhere he wants. <laughs> so I can't wait to see Bond. what musical Daniel Craig shows up in. I mean, God, yeah. that that's an interesting question. What would you what would you cast him in? What would I cast him? So oddly enough, the first thing I thought was that he'd make a great lead in like a Muppet movie. <laughs> oh yeah, the the absolute straight man, isn't it? Would be pretty. Yeah, yeah. He he would do just as well as Michael Caine does in uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. So um, that's hilarious. Still think that it might still be Michael Caine's greatest role. I think I'm not alone in saying that. It's just the ability to act, just surrounded by all those Muppets, is incredible. <laughs> Um, I mean, we obviously Daniel Craig's now done the whole Knives Out thing and done mm. a um, quite a convincing um, Southern US accent. So I'm trying to think if there's any sort of good. Maybe he could be in Oklahoma. That'd be lovely. Yes. yes. And if you haven't seen Oklahoma at the Young Vic, get tickets now because it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard. I, I missed out in the three weeks that I was down just because I was like, oh God, there's so You were super things. busy. I was super busy, so I didn't get to go see it, but I'm kicking myself because, I mean, Marisha Wallace is just amazing. And I, I went to see it on a Friday night, um, which was the, I saw it on Broadway as well. And uh, very cool. I mean, I, I don't know what, uh, <laughs> cut this out, but it is the horniest musical <laughs> you'll ever see. <laughs> That's now two episodes in a row where horny has come up. Well yeah, done. I love it. I love it. No, we're not it's not the theme that. I was expecting, but brilliant. <laughs> I'm I'm tempted to keep that in just for the fact that that, that buzzword has come in again. But it's, it's true, though. I mean, it's yeah. actually true because, I mean, th- those baskets that they're all bidding on and, I mean, they... they a wedding. All of know. it. And, I mean, and they, they parody it in Schmigadoon. Yeah. Um, and it's hilarious. Everybody in that show just once it and <laughs> it's the most intense intense performance is that uh, how hugh jackman played it when he was in it <laughs> i mean so he, like it's interesting because that that version is considered like the darker version of oklahoma and then this is mm. like yeah hold my bit <laughs> 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 one thing i feel like i've forgotten to mention Go about it. the producers mm. little fact that i feel because i a lot of time and uh like it's okay you you, you don't know the producers you know it's um it's oddly enough fallen kind of into obscurity um and since uh, it debuted on broadway in 2001 it holds the record still for um the most tonys a show has won i didn't uh, know that that's, that's awesome yeah i think it's, it's tony season at the moment that's yeah. incredible i did not know that yeah. it's uh it, it's a it beats hamilton by one it's very interesting like uh that i I'm surprised it's not revived more or um or no, or talked about more. I, I do believe it's become maybe a little bit dated in that time, mm. but yeah, it's it holds that record. And I also credit it a lot with um making Broadway feel a little more accessible to people. It's definitely I think without it, I'm not sure 
Avenue, Avenue Q, Q happens. I'm yeah. not even sure if Wicked happens entirely. Um, That's interesting. Uh, what connection do you see between those two? The only connection I see, well, I, maybe Wicked happens. I just don't see it being the, the, exactly the same sort of smash. I believe, like, the producers came in at a time where Broadway was still obviously successful, but not quite the level it it would get to. And it's almost like the dawning of the sort of Broadway renaissance for me. Um, if you look at the sort of late 90s, early 2000s, it's not exactly a glut of shows that people will remember or hang on to. Mm-hmm. And that Lion connects King really well to Hamilton because I feel like mm-hmm. Hamilton did that too recently, right? Like it completely changed what a musical could be. Exactly. Um, so it makes sense that they both have the most Tonys but mm. producers picking them by one um yeah just no, um, really cool yeah it's, uh, I, I need a bigger trivia on here with jack so um <laughs> i've just had a quick thought back to daniel craig uh, as, my, <laughs> as, 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 as my everybody want. does um, clearly yeah i think uh i was gonna say i don't know he could play a good javert maybe Ooh. in my miz but then I now you've mentioned Hamilton. I kind of want him as uh, King George III. Yes, uh, that'd be quite fun. That would, that would be, be awesome. <laughs> do, do you know what else? Um, this is, of course, barring the knowledge that if he can sing at all, um, uh, we don't need to worry him, about him, that. Uh, make him the wizard in uh, Wicked. Also oh. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always say that for that movie they should get Hugh Jackman. Now I'm saying uh, get Daniel um, Craig. Get Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a sentimental man. We'll drop him a line. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We'll just, uh, we'll DM him and be like, this is what you should do. (laughs) You are welcome. Yeah. yeah. I will quickly drag us back to uh, the producers, although I I could quite happily sit here and cast shows for for Daniel Craig for for, for another hour or so. It's definitely Um, a segment in the making, isn't it? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Next time you have a guest on, you have to ask them what musical would you put Daniel Craig into? And we will do that. The running (laughs) uh, question. It has been noted. Yeah. Definitely. Um, So obviously you had, was it like seven or eight shows in that week? Eight shows. Yeah, it's a busy old week, especially if you're not... Oh, no, no, sure seven, like seven. A... Apologies. Apologies. That's I added fine. a show. I guess it we had the like dress rehearsal, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get uh, some choir uh, folk come down and give you some support, hopefully? Yes, the aforementioned Sally came along, as well as we had a few of a uh, few of the choir gang come. Uh, in fact, some of uh, which were sitting front row. That's which was so wonderful <laughs> um, because uh, during the song in which I am an old lady, along came Bialy, I have to come down right to front row. And uh, with only my Zimmer and a bit of air disconnecting us, um, I have to thrust my, my crotch right into whoever was in the front row. And of course, it was someone from choir with me dressed as an old lady. That reminds <laughs> me of my high school production of The Wiz. I was a munchkin and a flying monkey and an Emerald City citizen, et cetera. But I had like the most wonderful and ridiculous costumes, especially the flying monkey one. And two of my best friends came opening night and were in the front row and they were just laughing because of the <laughs> costumes. And I was like, stop it. Um, but it was just really, really great to see two friendly faces like 
in the front row. Wow. I mean, there were plenty of friendly faces, but that just sticks with me. Like it's locking fun. eyes with them and seeing them giggling at my ridiculous costume. It was it was fun. It's so it's so much, it's so much fun when you when you can spot uh, mm-hmm. people in the audience and. Um, yeah, we I had like obviously I had lovely support from people from choir come along. I believe Safi Robertson came along as well at a different show. I had a lot of friends come down and it, it means the world to have that sort of support from people. Can I can I tell you a nice little story? I've got to I've got to get a note. So we had someone come along one night and they left us a handwritten note, which was so charming. And I wanna I wanna just I wanna read it to you. Dear cast, I've had the privilege of going to the theatre for many years. 72, actually. I've rarely seen such a wonderful show as I saw last night. The acting, the dancing, the music, all quite superb. And you all looked as though you were having, as though you were thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you so much. Please film it. Such a performance should not be lost. Again, many thanks. John Price. Don't know who he is. No one knows who he is. Came That's along, lovely, and just left us a very nice note. Um, and we were all so touched and really buoyed by um, by that. You know, made us mm. obviously we were already in the middle of it, but we it just made us want to keep doing it more and more. And uh, yeah, stuff that like is, that. That is that's, the, that's why the best. Doing. Yeah, exactly. So it isn't just about what you get out of it, but it's about what other people get out of it as well mm-hmm. and having them then take the time to handwrite a note to tell you how awesome you are i mean and the impact that it's had on them makes no, i mean if you if you need any other way. excuse like that's no more excuses needed than that is to mm-hmm. get responses like that that's really yeah. awesome i think my um my running uh routine throughout the show is just um to burst into i couldn't be happier <laughs> um, I mean, yeah uh, yeah i don't know if that's every, coming every across in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i hope so no it's um yeah it just it, it sounds like you had such a great time with it and i mean obviously there's not likely to be an avita uh rendition from you uh this year but it begs the question you've got what's next uh so at the moment what's next for me who knows who knows what's going to be next? I know City Academy do a pantomime every year, and I'm certainly curious um, about that. Yeah. I think I'd have a lot of fun there. And they haven't announced what the next show is going to be, but uh, Lord knows I'm interested. I think it's different now. Now that I've done the producers, I was saying this to a person who's like, oh, I just want to know what they're going to do, because if it's good, I want to do it again. And I was like, even if it's a show that I'm not so hot on or don't know so much about, now that I know these people and I know the crew and I know the sensation I get from uh, the performance, I'd do anything with these people. They made those, the, it was only a two month you know, schedule to do this. We did it all in eight weeks and uh, those eight weeks were some of the best of my life. So even more uh, impressive, yeah. can't wait to get back into a rehearsal room of all of them it makes me so happy to hear um <laughs> the enthusiasm is palpable it's, it's just really really lovely to hear you talk about how much it means to you it's great we have quick fire question rounds for you now it's quick fire let's get them done Okay, so I'm going to start, um, and I think I probably already know the answer to this one based on what you've 
been talking to us about. Uh, but if you could time travel, uh, which original cast, Broadway or West End, would you go and see for which show, et cetera? If you could time travel, where would you uh, go? Should I just say well, the first thing that comes to my head? Yes. Spider-Man, oh, turn off the dark. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, I was expecting the producers. Um, uh, I saw yeah. it. It was great. I, now now <laughs> I want to see, and I want to see something I haven't seen. <laughs> Amazing. Very cool. Ollie, next one. You've got a new show that you're going to be auditioning for. What is your go-to audition song? Uh, uh, Grow for me, Little Shop of Horrors. Love it. Love it. Very cool. Yeah, that's a, a fab one. Um, I've got another one that I'm going to ask. I think, Katie, you go first, and I'll ask her the next question because it's all hopefully will link to uh, me bringing up a certain podcast by Jack. <laughs> so if you go next. What is your dream role? Oh, um, to play the lead in She Loves Me um it's uh i love she loves me i think it's uh a beautiful beautiful show with some of the best music out there and i really like the idea of playing a romantic lead because i'm a hopeless romantic in real life as well <laughs> that's sweet yay <laughs> ollie what's your what's your bonus quick fire question round question a bonus quick fire question is that i know for a fact that Jack, you do a, um, a podcast on called Truly Happily Madison Podcast, which uh, looks at the Happy Madison production company, which obviously is a lot to do with Adam Sandler. Um, which Adam Sandler film would you take to the proverbial desert island to watch forevermore? Oh, what a question. Oh, the face. Oh, that I, I that face was video. priceless. Yeah. We, are, we, are, we are distressing I'm so Jack glad I this asked. question. <laughs> and while Jack yeah. deliberates over this, uh, you can follow uh, them on Twitter on at T-R-U-H-A-P-M-A-D, True Hat Mad. And uh, it's, a, it's a good listen. So I'm so excited that we've finally been able to uh, put together another podcast. Wow. Shout out. I'm buying your time here, Jack. You can no, you say are, more than one are. if you need to. No, no, no. It's a desert island. I can only have space for one. Um, exactly. I mean, I'll I'll be boring. I'll say that I'll say my favorite one, even though I think I'd get quite fed up with it on a desert island and ruin it for myself. But uh, um, I love the movie Funny People um, uh, with Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. Um, I feel like I should take one of the actual funny movies, but um, <laughs> this is the one that's jumping to mind uh i i think that's a little underrated uh classic and yeah i i could i could watch that on the desert island i could be i could go through the plights of comedian george simmons um uh, whilst uh, <laughs> whilst trying to make a uh, radio out of coconuts um, fantastic well i'm glad that i'm glad that i asked i uh yeah if you have not listened to it before it's it's a, it's, a, it's a fun listen I was hoping you were going to ask um, what Adam Sandler movie would I turn into a musical? I mean, what's your uh, answer to I mean, that one? Actually, yeah, if you're, if you're happy with a sub-bonus <laughs> sub question, sub then please question. please use your creative uh, juices to do that. I mean, honestly, I think Fifty First Dates could make a pretty good musical. Yes, um, I like that. Uh, I always, I, I, I loved um, the Groundhog Day musical that came out a few years back, and I always think that um, the idea of that show having repeating themes because obviously the day is repeating all the time 
the idea of perhaps having the character Drew Barrymore plays Lucy have these recurring themes because of her short-term memory loss uh, is a is a nice little trope you could do. It's probably wildly inappropriate, but hey, I I think it would be fun. I'm pretty sure Which Adam Sandler bit. is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, there is an Adam Sandler musical, of course. There's the Wedding Singer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. know, there's already precedent uh, precedent for it. So let's get it done. I uh, I watched Uncut Gems, yeah. uh, which could make a, a gritty musical. I would say it's uh, somewhat gritty, uh, but I remember watching it and going, "This is actually quite good." Uh, it's fantastic. A, it's a good film. It's uh, it's not as uh, it's obviously not as silly as as uh, maybe people who know Adam Sandler from certain films, but it's it's a, it's a hell of a thing. And Adina Menzel is and his wife isn't she? That's so right. there we go. Half the cast is I done. Mean, after after I get off this, I have to sit down and watch his new next Netflix movie, Hustle, uh, mm. which stars him and uh, Queen Latifah, who you know is another uh, mm. legend movie musicals yeah. and, and a singer in her own right. Um, uh, so you know he he's clearly got a love for that, and I'm looking forward to Hustle. I hear it's great. Listen to our truly happily Madison episode on it coming soon, <laughs> whenever we can edit it. <laughs> hopefully it'll be perfectly linked up with us releasing this uh, episode uh, and i won't say when that is but it will be hopefully perfectly linked so we'll, we'll do that for you but yeah, yeah. great i think oh, oh, oh. I'm, quick... I'm going oh, oh. i'm going rogue because we've oh, already done goodness. more okay. than three so i i Fine. wanted to ask earlier this is a question to both of you what I know, okay, sorry, Ali. We've gone seriously rogue. What's happening? Completely here? rogue. Now, you guys were bonding over your love of musical comedy. So I wanted you guys to say what your favorite musical comedies are. I think it's uh, for films or shows or, or shows. actual songs from them. Mm. Um, you go ahead. You go ahead. You you go first. <laughs> thank you. you. You've given a few of them, but um I do love Avenue Q, and as I said, I, I did see uh, the production of it last year in, in uh, 2021, um, and the, the, they did such a great job, and obviously there's all the puppetry involved, and it was uh, it was really impressive, so love Avenue Q, um, obviously Book of Mormon as well, but then South Park, the musical film, is ridiculously good. Um, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I just... Um, I, I can't help it when 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 the devil starts we singing his song. We, we are friends. friends. It's fine. I'm I'm not <laughs> going for the actual Canadian sort of like ones at all. But um, also, uh, I'd I say the Christmas Canada special. Is a really good song. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Christmas special of South Park, where they have uh, Mr. Hankey uh, introducing mm. just an entire episode of uh, Christmas songs, which are completely utterly inappropriate. Um, yeah, I, I just sit there and cackle. Uh, I mean, that, that's it comes the on. fun thing about the early musical stuff they did is it's all um, co-written with Mark Shaman, mm. who uh, then goes on to do Hairspray. Um, yeah, which I will list as probably one of my favorite musical comedies. Um, yeah, Hairspray I think is really wonderfully done. It's just a joy. Are um, we all talking about the same version of Hairspray? I do hope so. <laughs> Uh, but the, given given past record on this particular episode, I'm guessing no. <laughs> so. Wait, it was was what? Uh, I mean, uh, are we talking about the the 1988 m- movie that's not a musical, or well, it's it's got songs and dancing in it, but it's not really a musical. I, I oh. I'm always referencing the John Travolta one and the other yes. one, obviously. <laughs> 
yeah no i don't mean the stage version yeah. uh obviously. i wish i'd seen that so good um i was uh, meant to see hairspray in 2020 oh, me too and then 2021, Me and too. then it never happened. Uh, but I would have loved I, to have I seen Michael Ball. Good, I'm glad somebody did. Again with the Marissa good. Wallace, like, oh my God. Marissa Wallace from uh, Oklahoma. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, she's so, so good. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you beat me too. I was going to say the horniest production, wonderful. Um, um, but I, just to jump back in there, yeah, I think um, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is a perfect musical comedy. Yeah. Um, mm. I think those songs, especially if the if people haven't listened to them at all or haven't listened to them in a long time, they're so funny, so lyrically beautiful, and like just like it's stuff like like uh, when I think back on like the stuff that really inspired me musically, comedy wise, it is the producers, it's South Park, it's mm. the songs from The Simpsons, it's um. Uh, spam a lot as well not my favorite yeah. show but man i love some of the songs from it and um and legally blonde too like uh uh just really you just went stuff. to see that didn't you with with the choir um yeah well the choir was there and i didn't know yeah <laughs> also half the cast of the producers was there that night it was like a, it was just like everybody booked a big out jack you know, fest yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to just quickly give a shout out to a one that has not come to the UK and is still one of the best things I saw on Broadway. Something Rotten is, oh, yes. uh, is a great musical comedy and really clever, really dumb, but in the best possible way. <laughs> there has to be a certain amount of intelligence to make something truly sort of like dumb, as it were, when you watch it. Yeah, so I wish uh, I was that intelligent. God, don't we all. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this has been great. Any more rogue questions, Katie? I, I feel like we should throw one at you, but that'd be that'd be me at this stage. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, no, I am done being rogue. <laughs> What's a good pro Canada song for us? Oh, in musicals? Well, I mean, um... my girlfriend who lives in Canada. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was gonna go safe and say something from Comfortable Way. Oh yeah. That is like... true. That is perfect. But I think <laughs> the whole show before... is pro Canada. So yeah. Before we well, descend into the lyrics of yes. my girlfriend who lives in Canada, please don't. Uh, I think we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> um, so, Jack, it's been an ex- unexpected delight. It's been yes. great having you on, and uh, so happy that you've had a great time with the producers. Mm. And we look forward to hearing what is coming next uh, on you, uh, you being on the stage and everything. So thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, hundred percent. Make sure you tell us. Hey, Ollie. Yes, Katie. I've got a dream. And yes, that is a Tangled reference because we love Tangled and we haven't spoken about it enough. Um, But (laughs) I've got a dream and it's called Dream Rolls uh, in musical theater. And we asked you guys that this month and we have some really awesome answers and uh we've had some some good answers earlier in the episode from maxine and lynn as well so let's dive straight into what you guys dream about in terms of getting on stage and singing i think let's just quickly cover a few people's answers which we were totally expecting yes and we're not saying they're being unoriginal but you're thankfully you know reading the room and uh following you know stuff that we were expecting yeah. and that is of course eponine from les mis mm-hmm. 
and Elphaba from Wicked. Yep. And we were totally, totally waiting for those. Okay. Yeah. From, from, Eponine from, is on my list. From our Sopranos and Altos. And then uh, we also got a, uh, a one of our baritones, Suggested Phantom, which absolutely. Completely. Yeah. And who, yeah, the person who submitted that, I would watch you do that. I would yep. definitely watch you do that. So would I. Um, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, so those were the main ones we were expecting. However, thankfully, you have sent us in some other options, or should we say, cur- not curveballs even, just no, other options. Just really great and, options. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, now then, starting off with the one connected to Elphaba, Nessa Rose. That's from Hannah. And Hannah's off to work on a cruise ship. So who knows? She could at some point. At one point be Nessa Rose. That would be amazing. Hannah, if you're listening, good luck on the cruise. I'm sure you're going to smash it. But Nessa Rose is a great option. I could totally see you in that role. And then you also said Eva Peron. So I love the duality of uh, of your, your options yeah. there. And oh my God, Evita is also on my list. Of course, my list is very long, guys. But yeah, Evita is just what a fabulous role like the the versatility of the different types of songs that you get to sing it's yeah it's just amazing Ava Perone man a nice link to uh Lynn in uh the previous section um that she doesn't know about but she will very quickly at overtures about a couple of months ago uh Tim MacArthur uh decided he was hosting well he was he, sorry Tim MacArthur was hosting and suddenly um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina came on mm-hmm. and uh, Lynn was the cheer- chief cheerleader for that. So <laughs> Lynn, we really love that. It was really good fun. And uh, I think that's definitely an option for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Katie told me before we started recording and she's drinking tea, so hopefully she doesn't spit this out. It's okay, um, I swallowed now. Go for it. <laughs> fantastic. Well done. Um, she said that she has so many different uh, answers to dream roles that she'd like me to basically cover some of your um, entries and basically uh, just chip in as she wants. And I'm a very accommodating person. Yes. So, thank you, Ollie. That's <laughs> okay. Um, I think we need to talk about Millie, thoroughly modern Millie. It's a nice shout out as well. That is. It's very cool. I'm glad somebody said that because... Um, I mean, Julie Andrews, do we need to say anything else? Uh, but yeah, just it stands out from the selection um, for actually, me. So very Actually, cool. there is something we've talked about with Julie Andrews, and that is that uh, our wonderful MD from Manchester, George, is doing show A Spoonful of Julie. Yeah. yeah I so, see, I've seen that on Instagram. That's very cool. I'm sure that's going to be fantastic. Um, Princess Fiona from Shrek. It's my uh, Mike Myers doing Scottish ogre. Well done. That's pretty close. Yeah. Um. Again, just like, too kind. <laughs> um. We like we like our green leading ladies, right? Um. 100%. I I still haven't seen Shrek, so I apologize, but I can just imagine the, the musical, right? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Okay. Obviously, I was say the, <laughs> we we have some, we have some revelations coming up, which yeah, I, I'm I'm not proud of. Um. Fantastic. And then we've got a double whammy from a show, which I know is a quite a favourite um, when we sing collectively. And that is from Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yep. Almost certainly got that title right. And we have the narrator and Pharaoh. But notably, not Joseph. What does that say? What does that? I know. I don't know. What are you saying about Jason Donovan, guys? (laughs) Uh... 
let's just leave him alone i know that there was the, <laughs> la- there was the last ever episode of neighbors, neighbors yeah yeah so <laughs> he's obviously it's scarring from for most of us um l woods in legally blonde yeah i still haven't seen that neither dolly yeah. oh my god well i just mm. You've you've at least seen the film. I have seen the film, and it is brilliant. Um, so I can just imagine how fun the show is, and I know that a bunch of people went and saw it at the open air theater um, in June. I yes. think in June. Totally June. So yeah. I know a bunch of you have seen it and loved it. So that just spurs me on to go and see it when next possible. Yes, something for us to add to the list. Yep. Um, now we're going particularly left field here because I think this is relatively recently out and it's fringe. So Sebastian from Unfortunate the Musical, which I believe is about uh, Ursula the Sea Witch. Which sounds epic. I'm so it into does. this. Yeah. Um it even, even has fringe recording um in the title on Google. Yeah. <laughs> um which... but it just it gives me really great um wicked vibes, right? So it's just uh, telling a story from a perspective that you wouldn't normally expect and finding out a whole different side of things. So I am there for this about Ursula. That would be so cool. It's far too cool and relevant. I need for it to become a little bit more mainstream before I see it, clearly. (laughs) So it's just like, I saw that. I was like, wow, I have seen a poster for that, but I need to just double check what it is. Um, But yeah, great suggestion um oh god and let's just get over the other terrible confessions that you know on top of legally blonde i still haven't seen rent um so yeah I'm... I... <laughs> oh yeah, my god it, it, okay it is laughing <clears throat> through the anger um <laughs> it's not so anger had... it's just disbelief <laughs> Dis- disappointment and disbelief we have joanne and maureen from uh from rent yeah now, great for choices. those of you who do know i'm sure they're great Katie, fill me in. Uh, yeah, so Maureen and Joanne are actually a couple, um, and they get the most kick-ass duet song, um, Take Me or Take Leave Me. Take Me or Leave Me. Look, yes. I even know the song, but I just you haven't did. seen the show. Okay? Yes. Um, it's just so much fun. Um, so much fun, in fact, that I also have Joanne on my list um, because I also really enjoy uh, Tango Maureen, um, which is her singing with Maureen's ex um, about how messed up Maureen is basically, well, in a relationship, how overpowering and wild and free she is to the detriment of her other half sometimes. Uh, so yeah, it's just such, such a fun song and you get to actually dance the tango at the same time. Not that I can dance the tango, but let's pretend. Um, yeah. It's so just, just dream roles. They're dream it roles. Is. So you, it is. you, have, you yep. have dream abilities. So it's fine. Yes. I can dance now, the, the tango like a crazy person. So good. Now then, which, <laughs> which one is Edina Menzel? Uh, yes. Maureen is played by Edina Menzel. Do you mean as uh, as John Travolta would put it? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I think I actually got that more right than John did. You did in that, in that Oscar nomination. It's just if you haven't seen the clip, um, oh, it's remarkable. Definitely watch it. <laughs> you can see the moment in his eyes where he just goes, "I have a no idea how to pronounce that name," or B, I have completely forgotten what the name is, and there's no alter cue helping me out anymore. So amazing. Um, good. So I really. I, I'm not you sure need I'm to see to... rent. You I just know, have to. I know, it's I know, I know, well. I know, I know. 
it's just really like foundational to my love of musical theater because I started singing um, songs from Rent and Choir in middle school. So in Seasons of Love, we sang at my high school graduation and we'd written a verse into it ourselves and stuff. And yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I just, uh, I don't know why. I think it just, I I, um, didn't have such an early start with like full on Broadway stuff mm. until much later in life um so does I that mean to... you haven't seen tick tick boom either no oh that's no, no. cool i'm jealous that you get to experience it for the first time again because it's wonderful <laughs> what, a gr- what a wonderfully positive way of spinning that's great um <laughs> let's let's move away from this general minefield of what ollie hasn't watched and is apparently allowed to talk on the podcast about musical theater um <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i'm in the same boat just not with rent <laughs> that's fine then um right another classic which is thankfully coming back to the west end uh jack kelly in newsies and i have seen newsies so don't worry and i'm going to go and see it when it's out but yeah uh, that's yeah. cool jeremy jordan good lord need i yeah. say more <laughs> no no don't need to just marvelous uh i remember being shown a clip of him singing santa fe uh and i was like wow i haven't heard the song properly in ages and that's quite good mm-hmm. um so yeah now then I've had a wonderful uh, suggestion here and I can picture Richard doing this for some reason. No offense, Richard. Uh, Trekkie Monster from Avenue Q. Um, (laughs) I could, yeah, that's amazing. And thankfully it does lead on to the fact that I have a couple of dream roles and one of those would be either Nikki or Rod from Avenue Q. So let's uh, make that happen at some point. Um, Acquire favorite in Come From Away, Beverly Bass. It's an epic, epic role. I think we all want to be Beverly. <laughs> got to bring the pipes. Got to bring those pipes. Yeah. But yeah. And then uh, we have Matilda from Matilda. So I'm sure if any of our younger, <laughs> any of our younger <laughs> members might be best suited to Matilda. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the, the shout out. No, I mean, one. Matilda, like just what a heroine. She's just amazing. Yeah. Um yeah, and such a great show. Um, and I am so jealous of all the children because, yeah. damn it, they're so talented. Oh, it's just awful, isn't it? It's I mean, disgusting. Wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I, uh, as a fellow redhead, I, I love the work of um, Tim Minchin. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic work there. And then we have a little bit of a left field one, but anyone from Hex. I haven't seen Hex, but um, neither have I. But I heard good I've, things. So Lynn, Lynn went to see it, and she loved it. So yeah, she she loves a witch theme thing, doesn't yes, she? Yes, she does. Hocus Pocus, Wick, Hex, <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time this comes out, Halloween won't be too far away, so we know what Lynn will be coming coming as potentially. Yep. Um, and then we have, uh, I would say, in our sort of runner up position, anyone from Six. Oh yes. Because yeah. and that's six from a is lot glorious. of you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six is just awesome. I finally, finally saw it in May, um, approximately two years and one month later than I was meant to. <laughs> um, what could have possibly got I in the way of that? No, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, I think uh the the person who submitted uh very specifically a name from six said Amberlyn. Um, what a great song. Because I mean, we literally had about seven or eight people going, any of the queens from six. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm happy to say that I've finally chosen my my favorite queen. 
Oh, thank goodness. Um, we have yeah, been waiting. I, I know. Uh, so I'm going to say Anna Cleves because, oh my God, that song. It's just. Yeah. House of uh, Fine. Yeah, all of that. Just just amazing. And the, <laughs> the way she introduces her song with, you know, it being super, super tragic that she can't keep a straight face. <laughs> because there are no men around to tell her what to do with all of her money uh yeah no just amazing (laughs) what uh and she has the really cool bit where they like take her fur off and everybody goes it's just yeah um so I choose Anna Cleaves because I think it's the furthest removed from me and it would just therefore be so much fun to sing and dance too just so good but yeah six is amazing and if you haven't seen it just go don't wait yeah. two years and one month like I did. I think there were slight slight complications. Yes. However, the... I hadn't seen it and it had been around for a while already by the time I was meant to see it. So yeah, um don't wait if you haven't seen it. It's I just do so remember I do remember going into a few choir rehearsals in my first term and there was definitely six being played on the welcome track. So yeah, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um right. So we've kind of got a a winner, a clear leading lady winner. Mm-hmm. And also um we have a few other people from that show. And notably we have Dawn from Waitress. Yay, Waitress. As, yeah. So funnily enough, Jenna was our winner. Yeah. Uh, and I only voted once. Votes. I only voted once so I yes, did not I mean I can see the results and there's only one of you and I can't even see any of your like pseudonym accounts that you have many of so yeah it's, it's clearly clearly I do legit. <laughs> no of course you don't um but yeah so yeah. Jenna was a clear favorite and yeah. I'm not surprised with um she used to be mine as a particular favorite and yeah. Bad Although idea. you matter to me is and soft place to land. I mean, There's so and, many. yeah, soft place to land is just beautiful. Like that song with the three of them singing together is just stunning. And the message is just amazing. And ugh. anyway, uh, so yeah, Dawn is just hilarious. She definitely has the funniest stuff. Um, and of the three leading ladies and yeah, but Jenna just blows me away. Every every Jenna I've seen blows me away. And hopefully I will still get to see Lucy Jones do that one day. Fingers crossed. Oof. Because. Goodness me. Yeah. But seeing Sarah Bareilles play Jenna. I mean, yeah. that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Strong yeah. effort there. Yeah. It was really just spectacular. I love that woman anyway. Yeah. So Jenna, very worthy winner from my opinion, because I love Waitress. If nobody had figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> barely 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 been mentioned on the podcast so yeah yeah but yeah so great answers you guys um I'm sure if we all sat around with a cup of coffee we would come up with basically every role in Broadway and West End history between us because we all love it so much but just so many amazing roles to be able to play like um a couple of other most of them by of. you for what I've worked out yeah well. my list is long <laughs> am I allowed to have a serious uh yes you dream, are dream Rod? because yeah I think Nikki and or Rod from Avenue Q although very important are maybe some, something away from the comedic uh I uh, would quite like to do the Russian from chess um mm. and we do we are going to be doing anthem from chess in the yeah. in the autumn term so you know i could totally 
try my Anatoly Sergeyevsky um, as a serious role. Um, but otherwise, I just need to work up my uh, Nicky and Rod impressions instead. <laughs> it's breadth of character. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. But so I also just want to shout out Harrisbury because I would love to be Tracy um, because just such an important role and such an mm. important message in that in that musical. So that would be so much fun. Um, I can hear the bells. I mean, what an what an epic song. Oh, yep. And um, my favorite rendition of that is um, RMD Ben Davy doing that yeah. um, in soprano range um, yes. karaoke. I don't believe there's any footage of it, but it was special um, <laughs> because it was just really, really good. And it's really annoying how how good his sop range is. But never mind. Mm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we are going to do a feature in upcoming episodes about the miscast um, yes. aspect. So the majority of you are all going for um, sort of, if you're a soft and alto, you're going for the leading ladies and so on. And then uh, some of our gents were going for, um, to be fair, a scary monster and uh, the phantom um, or perverted <laughs> monster and, and a perverted monster. Oh, it's the same person. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, hey, um, phantom fans, come get me. Um, but yeah, um, we will do another one where if you want to um, cross over and uh, yeah. I would definitely want to do, uh, I want to play Eponine, I think. So, yeah. Or, yeah. or Kate Monster from Avenue Q, continuing your theme. I haven't thought yeah. about my answer to this yet. I'm sure there will be many roles. Stay tuned. Of course there will be. <laughs> Great. Right. Thank you so much for your answers. And we yep. look forward awesome. to, the, to the next Can't ones. wait. Can't wait to hear your miscast answers as well, by the way. And if you don't know what miscast is, please YouTube it. There are some very glorious things out there waiting for you. Um, yeah. Funnily enough, Jeremy Jordan doing uh, yep. She Used to Be Mine. That's the example. first time I heard She Used to Be Mine. It was him singing it in this no cast. Way. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, he, and he's stupendous. Uh, but there's also a really great um, Chicago rendition. Oh, yeah. From Six Gentlemen. Just so good. Um, he had it coming. It's brilliant. Ben Platt's one of them. <laughs> oh my god! That's and there's um, I no, think you it's, can't have it's... any more answers. No, 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 no. Okay. But uh, you guys should watch. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Aaron Tavi and um, Gavin Creel doing "Take Me or Leave Me," just oh bringing it back to rent. So definitely nice. go and watch that because that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, all of the miscast stuff is great. And one other glaring missing show or dream roles where nobody mentioned anybody from Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, not, not, not a weird, one. huh? Um, is that all just because we don't want to touch perfection? That's a good question. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that's kind of my answer. Uh, obviously, this, the Skyler sisters are amazing, but um, I just want to watch it. I, I don't, I don't, I just, yeah, it's, it, I don't want to touch it. So, yeah perfection <laughs> there we go right um i think katie do you want to uh send us out of the episode by referencing what's happening in 2023 oh yeah yeah so um winter ball you guys it's happening so at time of recording it is uh still july so christmas in july um but the winter ball is next February and Maxine has already released some tickets. And so to play us out of the episode, we're going to let Maxine tell us about the ball. 
just one last thing as we were speaking with Maxine. Um, Maxine, you are the winter ball planner and organizer extraordinaire. Um, and I am so excited that you've released tickets for the 2023. God, is it already that like, oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. 2023, what is time? Uh, winter ball, which is very exciting. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about it? Yes, I am so excited. Um, I know it's super early, but basically we found this venue it's incredible it's amazing and I didn't want it to to just go I needed to get it booked um I don't want I don't want anyone to sort of get in there before me with a wedding or anything because the winter (laughs) ball is so much more important right now um and yeah so tickets are available it's just going to be a big party and we'll have lots of decorations we'll have some foods and drinks incredible views and just a really, really good time. It's always a good time every year. I look forward to planning it and attending every single year. If you've never been, definitely check it out. I will do a post um, on Facebook with some photos from previous winter balls just so you can get an idea of what it's like. Yep, it is really good fun. Um, I went to one in 2020 um, and that was, that was, wonderful it was just in the theater cafe and it was very cool and the lip sync battle so good um and then I uh loved seeing all of the photos this year from that awesome video photo booth extraordinaire thing I would be so bad at that but I loved seeing everybody's (laughs) pictures (laughs) yeah I love the black and gold uh one this year it was very good it was my first one because I was meant to be potentially going to the one in 2020 but um, I had a clashing uh, arrangement and then, you know, the uh, world ended. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that we came back and we were able to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about the, the venue. I, I know what it is and I know where it is. So that's exciting. Uh, but I shan't divulge any more details, um, but you should definitely get a ticket. Uh, Maxine and the team do a fantastic job of running it and making it a very special occasion. So, um, yeah, I think that's enough of that plug, though, isn't it? it's july for god's sake yeah but christmas in july is a thing so i figure why not just make it winter ball in july i mean i don't like the christmas in july thing it's anyway (laughs) it's too soon we start in september that's soon enough yeah quite start early enough definitely but yeah i'm all in favor of uh, promoting it because vaccine and the team put a huge amount of effort uh, mm. their own time into yes. it so um do do them a favor and go Book and enjoy ticket. the winter ball that's what you need to do just go and enjoy the winter ball yes and you'll send the link out will you maxine yeah so will marvelous and because it's the summer break here are a couple of bloopers that didn't quite make it into the final edit enjoy well done. I'm glad that we got to a consensus about that. And um, yeah, I think. Well, we hold on. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh. I, no, don't worry. I'm okay. just going to say there is one more question that has to be asked. No, 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 no. You haven't asked Maxine. We haven't asked Maxine. She hasn't said what the show was that she'd watch until the end of time. Come from away. We literally oh, just did God. that. My brain. <laughs> I can't oh, work out oh, if God. I want to cut that or not. No, <laughs> we should leave it in. The state of my brain. Oh, my goodness. You saw my uh, eyes go wide. Like, yes, <laughs> like, oh my God, I didn't answer? No, 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 you did. You did. It, that, that's just me. It's it's hot in Scotland today, guys. I can't handle it. I just can't. Anyway. Uh, yeah, final question. Thank you, Ollie. It's okay. 
Um, yes, final question. Um, we asked the choir um, Wemmick loves question, um, and it is. <laughs> no! A den dalzine. That's amazing. Um, right. Could you hear any of that? A din madzine. Okay. Um, he just he just loses it in the very last second. You can just see him when he says wickedly talented. And you can just see his eyes go, I have no idea how to say that name, or I've forgotten that name. Um so you just um hang on, Maureen is is Adina. Thank you.